The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome into Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz, wrapping up a wild week. In the NFL, we had you know multiple overtime games, some crazy come behinds. I mean, one of the weirdest endings you are ever going to see for a football game in Las Vegas with the uh, the game between the Patriots and the Raiders. We have Jalen Hurts continuing his uh, you know his MVP candidacy. Patrick Mahomes doesn't throw a single incomplete pass in the second half or overtime against the Houston Texans and a pretty big game last night on Sunday night football as well, George, between the New York football giants and the Washington football team. And uh, unfortunately, George, uh, our, our, our Dallas Cowboys, I mean, ending, uh, ending a game in overtime with a, with a pick six from Dak to the Jacksonville Jaguars, not, not what you want to see. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, I guess to paraphrase, uh, former Yankee uh, manager, Joe Girardi, it's not what you want. All right. It's definitely not what you want there. Uh, listen, you want to start me on a rant here? I'll go on a rant about the Cowboys. All right. Uh, you know, once again, I thought we can quote Dennis Green here. They are who I thought they were. All right. This is what the Cowboys do. All right. They're not well coached. They make mistakes here. And Dak does, just doesn't come up well, good in crunch time. Anyway, you want to look at it here. Uh, I keep going back to that third and 10 play. Uh, on that last drive, they're third and 10. Uh, they throw a bomb. Third and 10. I mean, it's about, about maybe a minute, uh, 25 left in the game here. Uh, Jacksonville has one timeout left. Uh, yes, you want to get the first down. A, going run, run, pass is idiotic. You're doing what everybody knows you're going to do. All right, so it's extremely predictable here. You want to throw it on third down and go for the first to try and win it on offense. Fine, but that should have been done on first or second down, not third down here. But that's also a time where, once again, this is on coaching. This is on the McCarthy, Kellenmore, and Dak. If the play, play is not there, and it was not there, right? Through a bomb. It wasn't there. He was well covered. No chance to be completed. Dak has to know. You either run for as much as you can get. It won't be the first down, but fine. Uh, you need to eat up that uh, timeout that Jacksonville had, or you find your check down and hit that. That pass has to be completed, no matter what. Or the clock needs to be kept running. A sack is not bad there. It didn't matter. The punt didn't matter. Either way, you're going to pin him deep, right? Because we're inside the 40-yard line. Just idiotic, the play they ran and what was thrown there. It's just it's poor coaching. It's poor play. And I said, this goes on all of them. McCarthy has to tell Dak that. Moore has to tell Dak that. And Dak has to know that. You're making a gazillion dollars. You have to know that that clock has to be kept running. And that's just one play. I could go on and on and on about how the, the last 138 of that game uh, came out there. Just, uh, you know, the funny thing is this, Davis, it's a brutal loss, but in some ways the loss meant nothing. 
They weren't catching Philadelphia. People were acting yeah. like this is one of that's again the uh, TV hype trying to play up the Dallas Philadelphia game on Christmas Eve. Unless you think Philadelphia was losing another game in addition to that game, the game meant nothing. Philadelphia has a two game lead on Dallas. Right? The game meant nothing. Do you think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to lose to the Giants or Commanders? That's who they played the last two weeks of the season. If the game mattered, no, no. So the game meant nothing. But that being said, Dallas has a lot of problems they need to fix. Dak has to be fixed. The left cornerback drastically needs to be fixed. And that run defense yesterday was a joke again as well. Yep, not not great. So getting into our headlines, honestly, one of the biggest weekends for sports that I can remember in my lifetime. The New York Giants become heavy favorites to make the playoffs after winning on Monday night or Sunday night football. The Raiders beat the Patriots on truly one of the most bizarre plays of all time. Jacoby Myers lateraling lands in the hands of Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones knocks Mac Jones over. Anthony Davis is expected to miss multiple weeks with a foot injury. Not great for the Los Angeles Lakers trying to make the playoffs in the Western Conference. And Argentina, uh, you know, I, again, I've not been alive since 1930, so I can't say this for certain, but I, I have to imagine that was probably the greatest game of soccer ever played, considering the stakes. The guys involved, 3-3, Argentina wins the World Cup final on penalty kicks, killing Mbappe two goals, Lionel Messi two goals, uh, goes to extra time, two goals in extra time, Goes down to penalty kicks. I mean, George, I, I think that game was so good. I'm going to guess that even you enjoyed the World Cup final between Argentina and France. Uh, well, a couple things here. One, didn't watch a second of it. Uh, it was, uh, okay. once again, getting ready, getting ready for football here. I was following it on Twitter. It, not like I couldn't find out the score there, so I knew uh, what was going on there, but didn't watch it. Uh, I do think it's idiotic that it ended on penalty kicks. I'm a hockey guy. All right, if you ended the Stanley Cup finals on a shootout, I mean, everybody be livid. All right, that has to end on a real goal. It just has to, not penalty kicks. I think that I think it's a travesty. I just do. You're you're ending it on a skills competition. Who can you know who can hit corners better? I just I don't like that at all. Really at all. I think that's a shame. I would hate to lose that way. You know, if I'm France, just just hate to lose uh, on the way. I hate to win that way too. By the way, you know, you, you want to win by getting a goal. You got to play it over thirty minutes. Play it over thirty minutes. You know, sudden death. Play play forever. Uh, so I did think that was unfortunate, Davis. Uh, I said I don't like that. And it's not just me being an, an anti-soccer guy or anti-football guy. If hockey did that, I would be living. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's pretty legit. I mean, that's kind of one of these unanswerable questions in hockey. You know, obviously, you don't have to play the whole game. You get to sub out, come back in, get your like. You could just keep playing. Uh, theoretically, you could play. I mean, just like cricket, you could you could play it for days. You could play it for weeks if you needed to. But these these guys in soccer uh, now, back in the day, George, the 1930s. If it if it ended, they would replay the game. If it ended up being tied, which uh, I, I guess is impossible in today's world of TV rights and everything, but sort of interesting. We have an absolutely jam-packed show for you. Fantasy standouts, Thrive Fantasy, the Thrive Five that George and I are going to run through, and then, of course, Andrew Erickson. Fantasy Pros is going to join us to look at the Monday Night Football Showdown slate as well. Don't go anywhere. Stay on the show. Absolutely tons of information you can't miss. Stay on the grid. George and I will be with you for the next hour. See you back here in a few moments. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio 
and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone. First week of the Fantasy Football Playoffs, Week 15, most weeks. Uh, Hope you guys all had some of the fantasy standouts we are about to go over because, George, we saw, I mean, just an an unbelievable number of crazy fantasy performances. I know from, you know, tracking all these best ball leagues, like a lot of of 30-plus fantasy point performances here, so no time to waste getting straight into the quarterbacks on Saturday. Kirk Cousins in that insane comeback against the Indianapolis Colts, 460 passing yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions, and the two-point conversion. Later that night, Josh Allen, 304 passing yards, 77 rushing yards, four touchdowns, almost 40 fantasy points. Patrick Mahomes yesterday did not throw an incompletion in the second half, 336 passing yards, 33 rushing yards, two passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, and the two-point conversion tossed to Jarek McKinnon. Not to be outdone for the MVP race, Jalen Hurts, 315 passing yards, 61 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns, and a two-point conversion. And Trevor Lawrence, for the fourth week in a row, over 300 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, including three to Zay Jones, who we're going to talk about a little bit later. I mean, if you if you didn't get 30-plus from your quarterback this week, George, you are, uh, you're probably looking down uh, on the standings. You are, you are not feeling good about your chances of advancing. Yeah, you're uh, you're more than likely correct, right? Uh, the big performances from the quarterbacks there. I mean, uh, Kirk Cousins. It's funny he catches a lot of heat, you know. But you got Jefferson there. You got to do some damage. The Osborne had a huge game there. But that's what happens when you're in uh, just throw mode in the entire second half against a, a, a suspect secondary, to put it nicely. Especially when that team's offense decides, hey, we're gonna go three and out every damn time here. Josh Allen puts on another big performance. Uh, Really, I mean, he sort of willed the Buffalo Bills to win that game uh, Saturday night uh, against the Miami Dolphins. Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes. Uh, he's doing it really with a pedestrian group of wide receivers, right? Smith Schuster uh, has really come on of late. Travis Kelsey, can't believe he didn't score a touchdown yesterday. Uh, it's back-to-back weeks. When he doesn't get in, I'm just shocked. Really just shocked there. Is Jalen Hurts your leader right now for MVP? And yeah, look at the numbers he put up yesterday, right? And some would tell you that was an off game. He didn't play very well. He did throw a couple of interceptions. He had three on the season coming into the day, threw two yesterday for five total. So someone would tell you, they said he had an off day, and yet it's, you know, three 300-plus passing yards and running the ball, and I don't know, a zillion touchdowns there. So impressive. And Trevor Lawrence, amazing what happens when you have a real freaking coaching staff, right? Get rid of Urban Meyer, you bring in Doug Peterson, and now he looks like that number one overall pick. 
Yeah, he absolutely does. I, I really I really like Trevor Lawrence, and I'm, I'm very happy to see this performance come around. Mostly, George, I mean, we need good quarterbacks in the NFL, right? I mean, this, this is like watching some of these teams, you know, watching the Falcons, watching the Steelers, like some of these teams are so painful. We want good quarterbacks, so I am definitely rooting for Trevor Lawrence moving forward. The running backs, uh, I mean, for the second week in a row, Jarek McKinnon leads us 52 rushing yards, eight receptions, 70 receiving yards, two touchdowns, including the game-winning touchdown reception and a two-point conversion. Dalvin Cook with the crazy 68-yard touchdown that kind of spurred on the comeback on Saturday, 95 rushing yards, four receptions, 95 yards, and a touchdown. Derrick Henry, 104 rushing yards, continuing to get that work in the passing game, four receptions, 59 yards. Ramondre Stevenson, huge game from him, uh, you know, honestly did help the Patriots in that must-win game. They were very close, 172 rushing yards, two receptions, and a touchdown. Pretty big deal for him to play because obviously, you know, as a sixth, seventh, eighth-round pick was on a ton of playoff teams, hurt that ankle last week, so it was pretty big for his fantasy managers to come back and play this week. And uh, look, our guy, Christian Caffrey, all the way back to Thursday Night Football, 108 rushing yards, six receptions, 30 yards, and one touchdown. Uh, George, do you think McCaffrey is the number one overall pick in fantasy next season, or do we think we have a wide receiver going number one overall next year? That is a uh, that's this fits a fair question. If you would have asked me before the season, you might have on a show. I would have said yes, that's against McCaffrey at the running back or Jonathan Taylor, whichever way you're going to go. But I would have said it's a running back. I think it's a wide receiver now. I don't think we have a choice anymore, uh, Davis, because of a couple of reasons. Uh, one, there are so many good ones. Uh, obviously, the NFL is geared towards the passing game. They want 500-point ball games. And two, three, they stay healthy. All right, wide receivers, for the most part, stay healthy. All right, it's a safer pick at this point. All right, you, you get the running back. We go through this every year. Half, five of the top ten running backs are going to get hurt you know, for various amounts of time here. It's, just, it's not worth it anymore to me. I said, I'm an old-school player, but playing since 87. It was always running back, always. But yeah, I'm ready to make that switch next year to a wide receiver. Yeah, uh, I definitely. I mean, I think that's pretty interesting. I think there are multiple candidates for it, which is maybe the most interesting. Is you could talk me into Justin Jefferson, you could talk me into AJ Brown, you could talk me into Chase. You know, like I, I just, I think next year's first round is going to be absolutely fascinating for fantasy. And uh, you know, if you if you have Jarek McKinnon on your roster heading into the semifinal of your your playoff league, I mean. Got to feel, got to feel pretty good about that as he is clearly taking over the reins in this backfield. Moving to the wide receivers, up to wide receiver seventeen on the year. Zay Jones, six receptions, one hundred and nine yards, and three touchdowns. Crazy stuff from Zay Jones yesterday. Highest scoring wide receiver. KJ Osborne again. I mean that Vikings game, really unbelievable numbers for the Vikings. Ten receptions, 157 yards, and a touchdown. Justin Jefferson, 12 receptions, 123 yards, and a touchdown. AJ Brown and Devonta Smith both going over 120 receiving yards. Nine receptions, 181 yards for AJ Brown and Russell Gage, back from the dead for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Julio Jones is out. Russell Gage subs in. Eight receptions, fifty-nine yards, and two touchdowns for Russell Gage. Kind of, kind of unbelievable to see him bring his name back up for fantasy football playoffs. You know, uh, our producer Brett Levy uh, was talking uh, fantasy uh, contests or matchups uh, during the break, and uh, I had forgot to check mine. If when I do check my league and I go through it, if I'm losing to a team that started Russell Gage, I am going to be livid. I'm not going to be happy if losing anybody who I started Jerick McKinnon. By the way, either. 
But if I was going to start Russell Gage, I'm going to flip out here. Who starts Russell Gage? The guy was invisible all season long. Now, yesterday he goes banana with two touchdowns here. Like I said, just stealing touchdowns. Stealing touchdowns from people. Uh, you know, Zay Jones. I said Lawrence came on. Zay Jones came on. Who saw that uh, happening, right? I do have Zay Jones in a deep lead, or extremely deep lead, uh, where everyone's taken there. But other than that, I said receivers are where it's at, man. The NFL wants you to throw the football. They want, you know, as far as overrunners, they want overs to come in all the time because that's exciting. So people watch, right? So the kind of society we are. So not surprised here. Not surprised at all. Yeah, not surprised at all. And then finally, our tight ends. George Kittle does it on Thursday night. Four receptions, 93 yards, and two touchdowns. Juwan Johnson, probably not started in very many leagues yesterday for the New Orleans Saints. Four receptions, 67 yards, and two touchdowns. Dawson Knox, six receptions, 98 yards, and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey really buoying the Kansas City Chiefs in overtime. Yeah, I believe he had uh, three catches on their final field goal drive. Ten receptions, 105 yards. And then C.J. Uzama stealing the spotlight from Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore and Zonovan Knight for the New York Jets uh, comes in there with a couple touchdown receptions of New York Jets. I mean, I, I actually thought maybe they were going to pull it out yesterday, George. I, I bet on the Jets early in the week when I thought Mike White was starting because of Jared Goff in the cold and uh, Zach Wilson, man. And and Robert Sala, too. F-minus performance going into the locker room with, uh, with two timeouts there. But yeah, George Kittle finally helping his fantasy managers out in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I, you mentioned the solid thing. That was just – I am a big believer, Davis, that more games in the NFL are lost than won. Coaches just have no clue as far as game management, when to use timeouts and the such. It's just, it's just strange. You know, how you can't, they can't figure this out over and over again, how bad they are at this. Tight end is a, is a wasteland. It's just a wasteland. I'll ask you a question. Are you – let's say in your biggest money league, are you someone who would take a Travis Kelsey in the first round? So I think that Kelsey, if he goes in the back end of the first round next year, 8, 9, 10, 11, I, I will. If he ends up being a top two, three pick, I probably am going to have to pass. Like I would take most of the first round wide receivers over him, but would probably prefer him to be first round running backs. Guys, that's it for Fantasy Standouts. Running into break, the Thrive 5 is up next. Don't go anywhere to be back here in a few sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com across america bp supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing jobs like updating turbines at one of our indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtzay. Of course, here in this segment, we are going to do a little something looking at Thrive Fantasy called the Thrive Five. Thrive is a new sponsor of the show. You can come prop up with George and I on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy, pretty simple. It's a combination daily fantasy sports, and eSports platform for player props. Instead of just straight up playing against the house, you are using these player props to compete against other users. You can use the promo code SPORTSGRID when you sign up today, and you'll get a 100% instant first deposit match up to $250. You can download the Thrive Fantasy app on the App Store or Google Play Store, or you can just simply visit their website, thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. So, George... We do have the Green Bay Packers and the Los Angeles Rams playing tonight. I have uh, submitted my contest selections on Thrive Fantasy tonight. We're going to go ahead and run through them, beginning with Baker Mayfield over or under 19 and a half completions. You are awarded 110 points if you select the over, 90 points in these contests if you select the under. So it's sort of like minus 115 plus 115 on either side if you're wanting to compare it to to shop around so 19 and a half baker mayfield completions what say you george over or under baker mayfield what a story from last week right uh with that comeback uh the raiders the raiders man by the way are a heart attack team every damn week blowing leads uh, weird uh weird things happening for them just strange here whether tonight not good for someone like baker i mean I, gonna be about 18 degrees to start Right, uh, that's cold. It's cold. That's really cold. And we a little wind there, so it's going to feel more closer to ten here. I'm probably leaning the under here. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be a run game for both teams. I just don't think Green Bay is going to be, a, you know, get to get up 10, 14, 17 points. Or they're going to be throwing the ball left and right. Uh, uh, the Rams here. So I'm going to go under the 19 and a half. But that being said, it'll be really close. Yep, I got I got the under as well. I I have a feeling that the contestants playing on Thrive tonight are going to lean towards the over here, getting more points on the over, of course, remembering that great comeback effort by the Rams in, in the primetime game last week. But I, I, I got to say, I just, I, I'm not thinking that uh, the Rams are going to be too proficient on offense. And, and the Packers, for their part, I mean, they're having this awful season. Um, I, I believe, theoretically, if the Packers win out every game for the rest of the season and a few things break their way, they can still make the playoffs. The Rams are obviously not playing for anything at this point. But um, yeah, I just I think the Packers will be a little bit more geared up for this game than the Rams. So I, I'm going on the under here as well. So that is the first pick in our Thrive 5 contest here. Next, we're going to take a look at the Rams backfield. We have Cam Akers, who was the team's leading rusher last week. Uh, they, you know, they cut. Carol Henderson, 12 rushes for 42 yards, one rushing touchdown uh, for Cam Akers last week on 42% of the offensive snaps. His line on Thrive Fantasy for their prop contest is 0.5 rushing touchdowns over 
you get 90 points under 110. So if he scores a rushing touchdown, you get 90 points. George, over or under on Cam Akers rushing touchdowns? It's always, you know, if you're trying to bet on a touchdown, right? The anytime score here, uh, you just don't know. You need to get some luck there. You can run on the Green Bay Packers. And I just said, I think they're going to run the ball a decent amount here. He does have three touchdowns in his last two games. So he's been that goal line guy as well. He's only had 102 yards rushing in those games. So he's just been the, the goal line guy there. I think that does continue tonight. I'm going to say yes. Yes, he gets a touchdown tonight. Okay. Well, we're, we're at odds on this one. I'm taking the under for the 110 points. I mean, one, uh, I think that there's a chance Kyron Williams gets in there. Ronnie Rivers was active last week. Malcolm Brown. I mean, they are, uh, they, the Los Angeles Rams, I think, are are one of only two teams. I want to say the Miami Dolphins are the only other team this season that's done this that has had four running backs active and had all four of those running backs receive a touch. Uh, just and, and honestly, again, I am just going to be playing this Thrive Fantasy slate like, I, I just want to be short on the Rams. And I, I like Baker. You know, look at this Oklahoma football helmet behind me. I, I'm pro Baker, but uh, I, I think last week might have been a little bit of a fluke. Next, we are going to move to uh, the, the timeshare running back here in the Los Angeles Rams backfield. Kyron Williams' line posted at 39.5 total yards. You get 100 points for the over. You get 100 points for the under. Now, Kyron Williams... Uh, you know, did look more spry to me last week than, than Cam Akers did, but he barely played 19 total snaps, only four touches over or under 39 and a half yards for you here, George. I know it should be over. All right. And what I mean is they should be using him more. Well, we said spry. He is the, uh, you know, I guess a faster back. A more elusive back here. And I think they will have to use him once again, the cold weather is going to lead to a short passing uh, game here. You know, that being said, He's only reached this total once in his last three games, uh, two of his last four, if you want to go that far. I, but I think this is that. I think it's, this is that game. I think he has to reach that total here. But trying to read McVeigh is is really tough. I'm going to say yes. I don't love it, but I, I just think they have to use him tonight. I think him and Akers are going to have decent games because the wide receivers are not. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think that uh, it it does kind of just come down to this specific question. And, and honestly, you can structure your Thrive contest in such a way. You could select all the unders for Cam Akers, all the overs for Kyron Williams. Uh, I believe they have Malcolm Brown selections available as well because, yes, Malcolm Brown is still getting in there on offense. You know, it, it, it's very similar to, you know, traditional daily fantasy contests in which you're trying to create a little bit of leverage. But the fact that you can double lever up, you know, you could take all the unders on Kyron Williams and the overs on Cam Akers or vice versa does – institute a funny little wrinkle but george i'm taking the under on both of them we got three rams tickets here i'm on the under on all of them which is kind of funny because normally craig makes fun of me for taking way too many overs you know i have such a fantasy football brain i i always want to be taking the overs because i want more points i want more yards i want fun games to watch but i don't really see it tonight with the los angeles rams moving now to the green bay packers side of the ball we got aaron jones kind of in that backfield split there with A.J. Dell. And this one will be of uh, big interest to our producer, Brent Levy, who is fading five points from A.J. Dillon tonight to advance to the next round in his fantasy football playoffs. So we have Aaron Jones, whose total yardage is listed at 90 and a half. So that's rushing plus receiving passing, obviously not included there. Uh, you are awarded 105 points for the over. You are awarded 95 points for the under. 
Aaron Jones only played 38% of the snaps in their most recent game against Chicago, got banged up in that game. George, what say you? Can we get to 90 and a half combo yards for Aaron Jones over or under? I think this is a little bit dangerous here. Now he uh he was captain practice this week, which means he uh you know some limited practice, not full. He's not uh, on the uh, IR uh, on the uh, injury designation, so he's not questionable. So he's going to play. I don't think I think Green Bay is going to win this game, and I think they're gonna you know, I think they're gonna run a decent amount as well here, which means Corey Dillon's go- Corey Dillon AJ Dillon's gonna play uh, a decent amount here. Ninety and a half, it should be doable, but I do worry about how many snaps he's going to play in this game. I think we more than thirty eight. You know, I think I'm probably in low 50s, somewhere around there. I'm going to say yes, because he is that good a player here. But I hate betting on players who I'm not positive are completely healthy. I think he's more than completely healthy enough to play, but it's an ankle injury. He can twist it at any time, or that could flare up again here. I'm still going the over, although some ways I think I might be uh, playing with fire here. Yep. I So I'm going to take the over as well. Uh, got the over here. I mean, one, I, I always – I mean, I just – you know, playing these games on Thrive. I just like the the category that awards more points, which is, uh, you know, it's just kind of an interesting way to uh, to play the game. But I also think that a lot of people are, are going to be sort of following the same wavelength you were laying down, which is ankle injury. We got A.J. Dillon. Like, you, you, the Rams do have a good – it's actually kind of funny. They still do have a good run defense, despite the fact that they've been this awful team. I, I think they might even be getting uh, some of their injured guys back on defense. And then our final one here, George, we got Christian Watson, the touchdown machine, over 0.5 touchdowns for Christian Watson, 120 points if he goes over, 80 points if he goes under. Is Christian Watson scoring a touchdown? What say you? Yeah, Watson's been playing great. Yeah, probably if you're a Watson a guy, you, you didn't want the bye week last week, right? He was so hot there. Uh, last, thing you want, last chance you want to see him to get uh, slowed down. Uh, not that they would anyway, but Jalen Ramsey does not travel. So like he's not like he's going wherever Watson goes. He'll just stay on his side cover Watson cover Lazard. So uh, and you can throw on the Rams, right? You can throw on the Rams here. Uh, I mean, once again, he's got touchdowns in four straight games. And we're talking seven touchdowns in four games here. It's the Rams. They're terrible. You're in Green Bay. Sure, give me a touchdown for Watson. Yep. I am on uh, I'm on the exact same wavelength as you. I mean, no chance was I going to get more points for the over and not take this. Christian Watson has at least one touchdown in every game since week 10. That's every game that he has played over 66% of the snaps. Now, Romeo Dobbs is coming back tonight for the Green Bay Packers. Of course, they got Randall Cobb. They have totally benched. Sammy Watkins. In fact, I think Sammy Watkins might even be a healthy scratch tonight for the Green Bay Packers. But yeah, we are we are definitely taking Christian Watson. So my Thrive 5 submission for tonight, Baker Mayfield under 19 and a half completions, Cam Akers under rushing touchdowns, and uh, Kyron Williams under, Aaron Jones is over, and Christian Watson's over. So I hope that you guys are able to get there on Thrive. Use the promo code SPORTSGRID and get that deposit match bonus tonight. I will see you in those Thrive Fantasy streets. We're going to go ahead and run into break here real quick on the program. When we get back, I'm going to be rejoined by Andrew Erickson to talk about Monday Night Football Daily Fantasy. See you guys back here in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. Stay on the grid. Be back in a second. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome back in Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by our buddy Andrew Erickson from Fantasy Pros. We're going to take a look at Monday Night Football showdown strategy on DraftKings. Then we're going to preview three guys who are you know, potential waiver wire options, potentially relevant for fantasy football in the playoffs. In fact, including a guy who, if you happened to have to start him yesterday, probably helped you win your, your round one matchup. So we have a pretty low total game. Outdoors, Green Bay, the Los Angeles Rams with, you know, I mean, this is like a, a preseason group of guys. Baker Mayfield off the plane into the starting lineup. No Daryl Henderson, no Allen Robinson, no Cooper Cup. Uh, you know, John Walford already ruled out. So at least, you know, last Monday we, we had to be like, well, is it Baker? Is it Perkins? Is it Walford? Who's starting? John Walford came in and, and, and you know, started the first series and then he was out. And then it was Baker. Uh, for, for Green Bay, they are actually mostly healthy. They are even getting Romeo Dobbs back from that high ankle sprain, looking at some of the salaries here. They priced Aaron Jones all the way up, 11200 in the flex. Aaron Rodgers, 16200 in the captain. Baker Mayfield, 10000 in the flex, 15000 in the captain. Christian Watson priced all the way up at 13.2. Cam Akers, 12.3. Alan Lazard, 11.4. Romeo Dobbs, 10.2. Van Jefferson, 10.2. Honestly, just very hard. Like, uh, you know, a lot of the times, Andrew, in, in these slates where we have, let's let's just call a spade a spade, bad offenses, you get a good discount on, on their wide receiver two, their wide receiver three. No discounts to be had here. You are you are getting full price on a, uh, you know, a, a 6,800 Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, I was really surprised to see Dobbs priced up that high based on the fact that we really haven't seen him play alongside a lot of these other healthy wide receivers. Now, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Dobbs is still, you know, the wide receiver four behind Randall Cobb. You know, if Cobb is still the guy in the slot, you have Watson and Lazard operating on the outside, then you're not going to really see Dobbs really worth that price tag. So 
for me, I'm really looking at the Packers running backs. You know, you just talked about, okay, this is Lambeau Field in December against a dome team led by Baker Mayfield, who just joined the team like 10 days ago. So I like A.J. Dillon a lot in the captain spot. He's someone that you can see kicking on multiple touchdowns. He is leverage off of who will probably be a more popular Aaron Jones because it's not super hard to get in a lot of these guys just based on their salaries. So I like A.J. Dillon. We saw his usage very good before the the bye week. I know that Aaron Jones was banged up, but Aaron Jones still was dealing with a shin injury during this past week. I know he's off the injury report fully, but you know these injury reports, who knows what's true and who knows what's not true. But all I know is A.J. Dillon and his thighs are set up very, very well for a cold-weather game here in Lambeau Field. 100%. I cannot wait for the first time he gets the ball, he's coming around the edge, and he's just going to lean that shoulder into you know whatever Rams linebacker has spent the last 10 months living in Los Angeles, you know, green juice smoothies and and sunshine, you know, and and AJ Dillon has been I mean, AJ Dillon by the way, a very interesting dude on on Twitter. You know, a lot of NFL players not interesting off the field. AJ Dillon will get on Twitter, he'll chop it up. He he's an interesting fella. Um I'm totally I'm totally with you. I like him. So the, you know, just kind of an interesting thing is like, they're not really a ton of cheap guys to play on this slate. A lot of the times we're looking for these guys less expensive than the kickers. Don't really have them tonight. You know, Brandon Powell, maybe Malcolm Brown, maybe Austin Trammell, maybe it's, it's, I mean, do you, do we have a, do can I get a, a Josiah Daguerre take from you, a Bryson Hopkins? Do you have, do you have anyone less expensive than the kickers that you like tonight? I think for me, it's probably Malcolm Brown because, you know, he's just that disgusting player that nobody wants. But for some reason, Sean McVay finds this guy super polarizing and gives him goal line touches and gives him. I mean, he ran more routes last week than Cam Akers. So Cam Akers priced up so high is obviously based on the match where the Packers not great against the run. But Cam Akers is a dead zero if they fall behind. Like Kyron Williams is going to be in there. Malcolm Brown's going to be in there running routes. And Cam Akers is not going to be on the field. So he is super fringy to play, especially if you're building a game script where the Packers win this game. No, Cam Akers probably isn't going to do anything. So I think Malcolm Brown is probably the grossest guy I would consider playing just because he does run routes and it would not be surprised if Sean McVay is like, oh, let's just give uh, Malcolm Brown a, a goal line touch here. Yep. I actually, I, I think you totally hit the nail on the head. You know, Malcolm Brown, I, I believe, I'm going to have to go back and look, but I believe that that game winning drive that Baker, you know, just the, the legend of Baker against the Raiders, I believe Malcolm Brown was the running back in on that drive. I think he was the guy who was in there you know, doing the pass blocking, which, I mean, that does show you the role that he has on this Los Angeles Rams team. So moving now to some interesting guys for, you know, Dynasty Leagues, for the Fantasy Football Playoffs, we are beginning with Rahid Shahid, who I, I was thinking, like, okay, what, what is the comp? What, have we seen a guy like this in the New Orleans Saints offense before? And we have. Uh, his name, you, I bet you remember him, was Devery Henderson, he was never a guy you wanted to comfortably start in fantasy football, never had a 1,000-yard season, but led the NFL in yards per reception multiple times. I, I get We all have a Devery Anderson story. I guarantee it, one way or the other, either you picked him up and you started him and he had two touchdowns on two targets for 115 yards, or the opposite, you picked him up by week, you needed him, got to get this win, and he totally airballed. Uh, Shahid, pretty interesting. I mean, he's up to... Uh, 71% of the snaps this last week, three receptions, 95 yards, and a touchdown. The touchdown coming from not Andy Dalton, but one Mr. Taysom Hill on kind of a, a trick-style 
play. Uh, I mean, obviously, I don't think he's probably a starter in and 12 team leagues at this point but definitely a guy i am like uh you know if, if you were a big underdog or whatever and it's like am um, i gonna start chris moore or shahid i i wouldn't tell you you were wrong for for starting shahid at this point yeah i mean he's definitely delivering these big splash plays i mean he's fifth in yards per route run this season like it's actually better than chris olave who he actually outsnapped and ran more routes than chris olave last week i know we talked about shahid a couple weeks ago when the saints were playing on monday night and we liked shahid in that game he came through for us and, and did score a touchdown. And it would have worked out if Tom Brady hadn't thrown two touchdowns with basically no time left in the game. Uh, but I digress. But with Shahid, I think that we're starting to see the shine come a little bit of off Olave. They're not using him nearly as much. And even though he's been really consistent all year long, he really hasn't put up the boom performances like what we're seeing from Shahid with these big downfield plays. Like that's what his role is. Like he is being used as a vertical threat. And he's playing more. like Jarvis Landry is like not involved in this offense whatsoever. Like he's the clear cut number two. And just based on last week, he got the wide receiver one usage. So maybe you don't necessarily need to pick him up and start him, but it's just kind of a warning about, you know, Chris Olave, you know, maybe he's not as a locked and loaded as a top 20 guy. We've kind of been viewing him as maybe he's more of a wide receiver three, especially within the context of, you know, an uninspiring Saints offense. Yep, I I mean I think I think you are hundred percent right, and and interesting to see you know Alave was sort of a, a a fantasy football darling to start the year, right? I mean he was racking up all those air yards, he was on the field all the time, he was outperforming the bet. I mean that's something we, you know we really look for is rookies who outperform veterans inside of the offense. But honestly, at this point, like the Saints' offense is just such a tough watch. They threw the ball. 19 times yesterday and it's it's all truly it is just like what is the point of the new orleans saints they're five and nine i mean honestly i guess they like control their destiny to make the playoffs at this point because everyone in the nfc south does but i just like i i, I don't really get what the point is of this team at all and moving to another team that i don't really understand the point of the atlanta falcons and their starting running back tyler algier yesterday the saints and the falcons played each other it was Desmond Ritter's first start. Ritter was, I mean, charitably, he was awful. Uh, I, I, I will say, I, I've seen what I need to see from Desmond Ritter. I, I don't think that he, uh, you know, deserves an extended audition here from the Atlanta Falcons. I think if they get a good pick, they find someone, Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe quarterback of the uh, Atlanta Falcons next year. But big day from Algier, 17 for 139 and a rushing touchdown. Patterson, 14 for 52 and a touchdown. But yeah, if you started Algier yesterday, you are windmilling that start for sure. Yeah, I mean, he got the start in this game. He got the start actually back in week 13 as well. So we're starting to see the team lean a little bit more in terms of Tyler Algier's usage over Cordero Patterson. I think it makes sense. I think you know, the Falcons know what they have in Patterson as a dynamic type of playmaker that they can use in the passing game when they decide to do so. But it makes sense to like, hey, let's look at this fifth round rookie that we drafted. Like, can this guy be someone we can move forward? Can he be our starting running back? I mean, he has a three down skill set. I know they don't throw the ball to him a ton, but you know, he can rip off big runs. He's good after yards after contact. And the fact that he started the last two games for the Falcons, and he's also seen a higher share of the backfield opportunities than Cordero Patterson. I think that's kind of the indication that if you're going to start a Falcons running back moving forward, it's probably going to be Tyler Algier and not Cordero Patterson. I know they have a tough match this week against the Ravens, but the Falcons all year have shown us that because they're such a dynamic and niche running team that even though the Ravens have a strong run defense, it doesn't really matter. Like the Saints have a strong run defense, but the Falcons just have a certain type of running game with a mobile quarterback that 
it just doesn't really matter who they're facing. They're going to be able to run the ball because of how much they want to run the football. So I think Algier is going to be my highest ranked Falcons running back for the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. All right, finally, moving to the tight end position. Mitchell Wilcox plays 91% of the snaps for the Cincinnati Bengals yesterday. Hayden Hurst continues to be out. Uh, unclear if he's going to be placed on the IR, if he's going to return. But honestly, any tight end that is playing on an offense that'll throw 35-plus times, that throws a lot in the red zone. I mean, Mitchell Wilcox, three targets, three receptions, 34 yards and a touchdown. And the touchdown did not come until very late in that game. Uh, in fact, it, it was pretty much already wrapped up at that point. I think they barely even showed it on the red zone. But, I mean, that, like that's the state we're in a tight end. I mean, you might be starting Dalton Schultz. Like, th- how many guys did you start yesterday who didn't – Greg Dulcich, right? You know, just like whatever. It's, it's so bad. The tight end position is so bad that we are talking about Mitchell Wilcox right now. Yeah, I mean, we had uh, we talked about Jeff Griscoll last week too. So that just kind of shows us what we're talking about when it comes to tight end here. But yeah, you hit the nail on the head with Wilcox playing 91% of the snaps, 78% route participation. That's an elite number for a tight end. And that's really all you're looking for. Does he play any good offense that can score touchdowns? Yes. So like he's really checking off the box. Now, is it going to be something that's super consistent with him? Probably not. But, you know, if we see Boyd or Higgins go down again with another injury, then you're going to see Wilcox probably more involved than he was in this particular matchup. So I think that chasing tight ends that are on the field on every single down in high-powered offense is an approach that you want to continue to follow. It's I think it's actually a better approach than chasing someone like Juwan Johnson, where, yes, he is catching touchdowns left and right, but he's on the field for like half the snaps. So the rate of those guys just carrying over production from week to week is so fringy, whereas Wilcox, when Hayden Hurst is out, we know he's on the field on every single play, and that's going to eventually lead to fantasy production. Yep. All right. I got uh, I, I got a, a just a fun little thing, a, a thought experiment for us here. But Travis Kelsey is 33 years old. He was already, I believe, the second oldest first-round pick of all time. The, the last Randy Moss season, I believe they were about the same age. He's going to be 34 next year. Oldest first-round pick of all time. Will Andrew Erickson from Fantasy Pros be selecting a 34-year-old in the first round of fantasy football next year? I will not be uh, selecting Travis Kelsey in the first round. And, and maybe that's wrong. You know, based on this year, it definitely would probably be wrong. But I, I, we've had this conversation before with years like Jimmy Graham and Rob Gronkowski, where it's like, oh, we're going to put him in the first round this year. And it never works out. So I, I will continue to try to – the age narrative with Travis Kelsey, if he's getting another year older. So that's what I'm going to do, and uh, I'll go down with the ship. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're probably – I think you're probably right. I, again, I mean, thought experiment. We're very far out. Who knows? You know, maybe Kyle Pitts gets – I just like, who knows? Who knows? But it, it's going to be a 34-year-old going in the first round of fantasy football next year is going to be absolutely screwing with my head uh, the entire offseason. We're going to go ahead and run into break. Thank you to Andrew Erickson from Fantasy Pros for joining us. George and I will be back here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. (laughs) 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome back in Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz. As always, we're going to end our show with a little something we like to call the Sports Grid 60. You know, Davis, going through my uh, Twitter feed this morning, I'm sure it must be on yours, too. Everyone is uh, flipping out about the officiating last night in the uh, Giants-Commanders game. Yeah, it was bad. All right, atrocious. Use whatever kind of adjective you want to use here. It certainly was not good. That being said, you can watch any game. You're going to find six to eight calls that are just like, what? WTF, what is going on here? You know, what, do you, what are they seeing here? This is every game in the NFL. It's kind of a joke. I mean, I still don't understand in the Raider game how they ruled Cole in, in bounds. Look like he was out to me. I understand they didn't have, I guess, clear and 100% proof there, but they had about 95% proof there that his foot was uh, touching the white line there, and yet they see something different. You know, it's, uh, it happens over and over again. Yeah, we're talking about the Giant game because it was the Sunday night game. It was an important game, uh, although I think both teams are going to make the playoffs anyway here. So, uh, you know, it sort of is what it is here, Davis, but this is over and over again with the NFL. It would be nice if they had full-time officials, and for the love of God, can we get rid of the chain gang? It's a huge problem. Uh, I mean, I think probably in the end, the mistakes and, and foibles go both ways. Right? I think the referees end up over the course of the year to be a zero-sum game, but it sure does not feel like that in the moment, right? When your team is the team that gets screwed, it just it really um, does not feel that way. Uh, my, my thing is just a note on Josh Jacobs, who was far and away the most important player in fantasy football this year, not even close, 50% advance rate to the playoffs, yada, yada. 12 points yesterday. How many teams absolutely were flying into the playoffs? I'm going to win my league. I'm the best. No one's close to me. 12 points from Josh Jacobs. You lose. Tough scene for the Josh Jacobs drafters. I wish you all well in your fantasy football matchups the rest of the way. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Thank you to George Kurtz, as always. Thank you to Craig, who's not here. Brett, everyone over at LTN. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you back bright and early tomorrow morning on the Green. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.